Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals, your daily dive into all things Nintendo with a couple of pals. And tonight we are talking news from this week in the world of Nintendo, including the Indie World Showcase, some new game releases, and more. Micah, are you ready to dive on in to the episode? You did. There's no sound. Yep. Greetings, fellow Nintendo pals. We're here. We're we're live, and we are ready to party. Um, <clears throat> we just got done reacting to the indie showcase, and gotta say, it was pretty good. The indie showcases never disappoint. Do you agree, Mike? Yep. Mm. Yeah, they're always good. <laughs> Such a long pause. Did I catch I you? Right right? You were drinking something. And I instantly had some uh, some advertisement thing popped up, and I instantly clicked more info instead of closing out of it. Oh, so that's that the worst. That's the worst when that happens. So I was looking at a lot of a lot of news on accident that I was trying to get out of. Well, uh, speaking of a lot of news, there was a lot that happened this week in the world of Nintendo. So why don't we just jump? on into it uh first off we have a couple of games dropped this week and uh we've got hogwarts legacy finally being dropping on nintendo switch and uh the port for that i i picked it up and played it so far i'm enjoying it i think it's pretty good i want to give more thoughts on it so i'll i'll save that for a future episode where we're talking first impressions of that uh but yeah that's so far i've got i think it's pretty good you want to take the next news item micah i'm just kind of winging it here rolling through our news section yep. on discord there's a new uh, new season in uh, splatoon coming the chill season arriving at the start of december and I don't actually know all that much that changes, uh, but I do know we are getting a new uh, King Salmonid. Uh, Megalodonia or something like that. Megalodonia. You should have saved like it's a this. a big version of a Maz. You should have saved this part for the, uh, the Micah's Weekly Splat. <laughs> well, this is practically the only thing that I would have talked about. Perfect. Well, and that... also the Splatfest starting now. <laughs> I think I mentioned this last week. But by the time most people hear this, it will already be over. I, I think the Amiibos also dropped this week. So there's there's that. You can finally oh, I missed that. finally get yourself a big man amiibo. Everybody's everybody's dream come true. Uh Then next up, we have 
the Mario movie is dropping on Netflix December 3rd. So coming to Netflix, I'd say, is like the biggest movie and show streaming platform. Uh, so that's, that's good. Give, give, get more uh, Mario in your life. Speaking of... Or Mario yeah, in your got, life. We got some Mario RPG icons. Yes, because that game dropped uh, today as of when we're recording this. So Mario RPG, the remaster slash remake, um, where, wherever, you, wherever you qualify this, uh, is out now, and you can get those, get those sweet, sweet NSO icons. Yeah, looks pretty good. And uh, even more Mario news. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope Standard Edition has dropped to $15 USD on Amazon. Uh, kind of a tease to what it will probably look like on Black Friday uh, across the board. It always kills. I mean, I think this is the best sale I've seen for it. I think I've seen it down to like 20 or 25 a couple times. It always kills me because the gold edition with all the DLC is always full price at ninety dollars. Yeah, how much? So like, how much is it to get the DLC separate with this? You can buy uh, the season pass, which I believe includes all the DLC, for thirty dollars. So overall, it's still a pretty good deal, but it just for some reason pains me that the yeah. base game goes on sale for so little and the DLC never does. In That's... fact, if you buy it as a bundle, you're paying like six seventy-five bucks for <laughs> the DLC. Yeah, that's wild. Um, and herein lies the problem with Mario and Rabbids as a series and Ubisoft business practices as a business. When you mark your games down this drastically, uh, and, and I, I wouldn't. I mean. When did this come? This came out earlier this year, right? Like this, this last year. Yeah. So it's end of it, last year, I think. It, it's probably been about a year. the The problem is everybody waited. I'm Every, still waiting. Yeah, everybody, everybody waited because they're like, it's gonna go on sale for fifteen dollars. The last one did, and uh, like this, that's the, that's a problem. They set the precedence. So if they do a third, which I don't think they are going to because this one performed so poorly uh, uh, sales-wise, not not game-wise. The game's actually really, really good, well-made. Um, but yeah, it, it performed so poorly, but this is, this is a factor in that, and I don't think that's going to change because Ubisoft seems to be helming the pricing thing here now at the end of the day this is great for us gamers because i like getting the game for 15 dollars versus 60 but it's bad for uh ip and series overall you know you have thoughts on this micah where give me give me your pretty much the same thoughts because i mean i know a lot of people that waited because they're like well we'll be on sale pretty soon mm -hmm. and i got as i mean there are lots of good games coming out too, so most people have a backlog they're playing through anyway, so they don't need it right now. Right. 
Uh, well, kind of in the in the same vein of talking bad business practices, I wanted to bring up uh, something I I I kind of dove into today. Uh, the Embracer Group, which is this isn't really Nintendo specific, but in, in gaming in general. Uh, the Embracer Group, if you remember correctly, was buying up a whole bunch of studios last year and early this year. Uh, they're in panic mode. They've laid off, already laid off, uh, about a thousand employees and will be continuing to lay off more employees. They, they've said, yeah, expect more. Uh, they just, they're just, like, failing. And they're trying to recoup costs. So studios that they have purchased are, uh, like, some smaller studios have just been completely canned and shut down. And it's crazy. I'm, I'm like, they're, you, it makes you wonder, what was their business plan? <laughs> to, to go out, they, they bought, like, Gearbox for, like, a billion dollars. It's like, what? You didn't have a plan for what to do. You're just going to spend money and hope it all comes back. I think they were expecting to make money faster or something. Well, I, I looked into it a little bit more, and really, it looks this is assumptions being made here, but it looks like their business strategy was to become really big, and that would be a good. Uh, it, that would be a good indicator for investors to invest in their company. And they had a big deal lined up with Saudi Arabia, the other Mondo going to buy up everything <laughs> force of the world. Uh, and, and that, that deal fell through. Like they didn't, they, they didn't end up getting it. And that's what's sort of triggered this collapse. And it's like the, their whole plan was buy up as many of these studios as possible and then you'd have I. It's it's kind of the um, I, I saw it said somewhere online that it's kind of like the cable package deal, right? They're like nobody would pay for these channels individually necessarily, but when it's like all in a big group in a whole, people will buy it for their for the big channels. Like the okay, I want to get this because I want this sports channel this this uh, reality TV show or, or whatever, and you're getting the whole package because that's the only way to get those shows, right? Yeah. And that was sort of their strategy here, I think, but from like an investor standpoint, and it just didn't work. And uh, it's, it's concerning. It's concerning to see that consolidation of the industry means just internal collapse of the industry. And uh, I, I really hope that studios and, uh, like, business folks in the gaming space take a good hard look at what is going on and what, what they're doing and not <laughs> sell out to big companies because it just seems like it's not worked in favor for a lot of, of studios. That's just been my perspective from the outside. Look what Microsoft did to Rare, all right? Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> Anywho, let's move on, Micah. Let's talk some 
indie showcase. Do it. All right. Uh, so indie world happened, and there was a uh, there were there were a couple things lacking. Uh, one of those things being there was no Hollow Knight Silk Song. I wasn't expecting that. I I really am not expecting that to be in an indie world. I think that will be a big deal and will just come when it comes at this point. Uh, and then the other big one that I, I was surprised we didn't see anything from is uh, Mina the Hollower. And you know what, Micah? <laughs> yeah, you and, I, you, and I, you and I, you know where I'm going with it. Absolutely, I do. We are in competition with our friends over at All In uh, for a Fantasy Critic League, and those two games are the last ones that they have. And them not coming out this year is good for our <laughs> score. But it's bad for gamers. That's what <laughs> uh, But maybe good for the games, right? Let them cook. Let, let them cook. So. Uh, Seth and Eric, you guys better get your uh, dust off your cosplay. And what, what were the punishments we decided? You're going to have to eat like a spicy chip. They're going to have to play Vroom in the Night Sky, the worst rated Nintendo Switch game. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Anyways, those weren't in yeah. the Indie World Showcase. Uh, do you have the list up of Indie World Showcase games, Mega? Of course I do. Okay. Well, uh, you take the first one. Let's, let's just kind of go through the list, and we can stop anywhere. Well, we got Shantae Advance Frisky Revolution. Coming at some point. Yeah, this one's cool because... Uh, 2024, it says. This one's cool because it's like... They're making a game that was planned to come out on the Game Boy Advance. It's funny that they're still calling it Shantae Advance. Like, it's just not... <laughs> Whatever. How many systems late are, are you? I think in the trailer, she says something like, Better 22 years late than never. That's, that's uh, funny. Wrong, I guess. Next up, we had Core Keeper, which looked interesting. Uh, I, I kind of compared it. It looks like a Stardew Valley meets Don't Starve. Got any points to make on that one? Had a big scary um, worm. Yeah, it's got a giant worm thing. And up to eight players can play. Oh, yes. Cool. Eight-player co-op online. What's next? On your tail. Nice little detective-y animals it's a furry such. detective game that's what it is they're they're all furries <laughs> and and you play as a detective i mean they're 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 like actual animal creatures they're not people in costumes <laughs> that we know of plot twist let's move on to the masked person at the end is just a person <laughs> it's just a human um Howl was the next one, which is like a turn-based, uh, kind top-down grid, top-down top grid game style, fairy tale, very artisticy. It looked nice. Yep. Speaking of it, speaking of nice, nice, yeah, I'm like, the star I'm, named I'm lining Eos. these up for you so well, and you just sit here. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were done talking about it. Listen, 
I'm good to just move on. Let's just cruise through this showcase. <laughs> then showed the star named Eos, which is a narrative puzzle game using photography hmm. to uncover the truth about the protagonist's mother disappearing. Coming this spring. Seemed pretty cool. Next up, we had Backpack Hero, which was like a... It's a inventory management dungeon crawler sim? Yeah, it's like the... I think the Backpack Inventory Management of Diablo, I think it is. I mean, a lot of games have done it now, I guess, but that's the big deal. Yeah. Got it's it. kind, it's kind of puzzling. Manage that inventory space, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Not not much else to say about that one. I I, I think it looks yeah, nice. It look, looked interesting. And they showed off Blade Chimera, which definitely is the coolest name from this. Yeah, the pixel artwork on this one looked incredible. Like it was like buttery smooth pixel animation, which was like real weird, but looked good. Kind of kind of fits the vibe overall of the game. Uh, and then we had Highland Song, which you and I both kind of thought. The story looks very Celeste-like. Except she's got to get to the ocean. It's rhythm-based? It has, like, some rhythm running parts, they said. Well, even, like, the cover of the game, like, has, like, little music notes trailing behind her. She's running. It's supposed to be very, uh... Um... Where, where was it that it... Scottish Highlands, yeah. So it's like it's got a got a lot of Scot, got a lot of Scottish. That was a bad Scottish accent. That was more it was, British. It was a, <laughs> an attempt, for sure. It it was an attempt. <laughs> go, go ahead. French in there or something. Uh, then they showed Moonstone Island creature collection stuff. Everything's dancing. Looked pretty cool. That one did look pretty cool. Then we had Death Trick. Double blind. Um, wait. Isn't death... Wait, wait. Isn't death trick another game? <laughs> like... Uh, ghost trick. Ghost trick. I was like, I was like, I I was like that sounds so familiar. Ghost trick is what I was thinking. Yeah, death trick. You play as an amnesiac detective that's working with a magician to find a magician. And my prediction is the plot twist is you are the magician <laughs> that you're looking. Maybe for. your magician friend is the magician. Oh my gosh, that would make sense. So, but okay, I, we didn't we didn't discuss this like what this game looks like at all. It's a kind of visual novel esque uh, game. I, it it's Famicom Detective Club. Like that's what it looks like, and looks like it plays like, but it's in a circus. You're doing you're trying to figure this all out in like a circus so a very colorful cast of characters looks like a pretty art style intriguing overall and that's that that's all i have to say about it go ahead micah what's the next one shut off outer wilds the archaeologist edition which includes the echoes of the eye expansion yeah this was announced for switch a long time ago so glad to see it's here and glad it'll be getting even the getting DLC. a physical like next year. Yeah, this well, comes out in December. early December. Right. Uh, and then we got a montage which showed off several games. We got Planet of Lana, uh, Enjoy the Diner, 
heavenly bodies, the gecko gods, Passepartout II, the lost artist, urban myth, disillusion center, braid anniversary edition, and that was it. That was where it ended. So, Micah, give it a grade. What did you think of this indie showcase? I'll give it a B plus. I will give it the same. Nothing in here was super standout to me, but nothing bad. Everything looked decently good, I think. I think that's just, yeah, it was, it was, it was good, yeah, good overall. a matter of personal preference. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, well, that about does it for the news. Am I missing, am I missing anything? I think that's probably it. Unless you are missing something, then yes. Yeah, probably am. Uh, you know what we are missing, though? Nintendo Financials. We, we haven't talked about Nintendo Financials. Actually, we had that discussion last week, but due to uh, things shuffling around with the episodes, uh, that episode will go up tomorrow. So we'll see that. Maybe tomorrow. It'll come up this week. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows when we're going to talk about Nintendo Financials. It's a mystery. Uh, but you know what's not a mystery? Helping out supporting our show by leaving us a five-star review you can help us to take over the world of nintendo podcasts and makes us feel good about ourselves uh michael where can people find you on the internet changing gears uh, completely you can find me on twitch at michael prime you can find me on twitch and youtube at andros one and you can also follow the show on all platforms including patreon patreon.com slash nintendo pals where for as little as a dollar you can support the show and uh, <clears throat> help help us get cool stuff made. That's the, that's what we do here, including the Patreon Poke Wrap, which we close every episode with, and we'll close this episode with right now. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was, and shout out our pals over on Patreon. LPD, Rizzle, Retrobotch, Bay, Tin, the Nintendo Dash, Limp, Tour, Spider, Chance, Solo, Something, Mute Dog, The Game, Little Miss, Seven, and Monkey Thunder. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, Patreon. Kid, Fiesta, Third Strongest Mold, Fedorable, Will, All, and Seth Sturgill, Cosmic, Purple, Viola, That Fast John, and Mother Plays too. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, yeah. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, yeah. Gotta catch em all, yeah. gotta catch em all Patreon. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>